Ted Cruz introduces legislation to send illegal immigrants to Democrat-led communities. The squads such as AOC and Elon Omar spent nearly $100,000 last quarter on private security. In and out in San Francisco is closing because they refuse to enforce the vaccination rules. And a California school district says that kids must eat lunch in the rain due to COVID. We're going to get into all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop this video a like, subscribe, turn the pulse notifications on. New video every single day. Go listen to the full episode of the show. Joey Saladino showing all the podcast apps. This show is completely funded and supported by you guys. So become a YouTube channel member, Facebook supporter. We're trying to get to 20 on Facebook and or even a Patreon member. So if you do that, greatly appreciate it. Even $1, $5 a month. You know, if you listen to this show every day, you might as well. It helps keep the show going. Now let's get right into this. So AOC, Omar, and Bush spent close to $100,000 on private security last quarter. Now this is the squad, of course. So collectively, squad members have spent almost $100,000 on private security in the last financial quarter, despite their heavy defund the police rhetoric. Rules for for uh, rules for them, but not if you're a Democrat, blatant hypocrites. AOC, Omar, Bush spent nearly $100,000 on private security last quarter, despite defunding the police rhetoric. Before I read too much more into this, I just want to say it's just typical of Democrats socialists to literally take your police away and then use your tax dollars for them to have their own police. Leave it to the socialists. But hey, you know, these, these are the people that Democrats elect. Let's continue reading. Federal Election Commission's records show that Rep. AOC spent over $10,000 on private security with, with CEST Bond Collective, Three Bridges, New York LLC, and Tulsa's Worldwide Protection. Following the George Floyd um, incident, AOC said defunding the police means defunding police. It does not mean budgeting tricks or funny math. It does not mean we're moving uh, school police officers from the New York Police Department. Department budget to the Department of Education's budget, so the exact same police remain in schools, she added. So it seems like AOC went above and beyond when it came to defunding the police, where she's like, we're going to defund the police. We're not going to do any, any. Um, we're going to reallocate the funds, like, you know, like what, what Biden says, I don't know. She, she's just like, straight to it, straight to the point, no way, shape, or form, will the police be funded in any way, shape, or form, basically. Uh, Rep. Anula Presley spent... Uh, less less than half of AOC's bill using only 4000 Elon Omar and Cory Bush, however, have spent more than AOC and Presley combined. Um, it was revealed that Elon Omar's FEC re uh, records that representatives have spent over $22,000 on security with these two firms. Last year, Omar called for Minneapolis Police Department rotten, and rotten to the root. She also stated what we are saying is the current infrastructure that exists is policing in our city should not exist anymore, and we can go, okay, whatever. Between July and September, Cory Bush campaign spent $64,000 on private security. The payment were given to uh, multiple firms, including Peace Security, RS&T, Security Counseling, Logistics, Whole Armor, whatever, whatever. Those payments are also spent to, uh, sent to the same address as our campaign headquarters. What else? Do we expect? It's almost every single day I'm talking about some news of the left and the Democrats being hypocritical. And it's just crazy that there's still some people out there. It's like, listen, AOC, listen to squad. If you don't need police, if we need to defund the police, then why are you paying for private security? Why Our private security is the police at the very end of the day. I'm not having someone guarding me 24-7. I'm not having someone guarding me all the time. That, that goes for the vast majority of this population. We don't have that luxury, but she's got that luxury on our dime 
on our taxpayer dime. Meanwhile, we can't have our own security. We can't be sure to keep our streets safe. In and out over the San Francisco vaccine mandate shutdown. They said, we refuse to become the vaccination police. So in and out I guess, has temporarily closed their uh, San Francisco location because they refused to comply with checks of the vaccine cards. Now, this is what I love to see. I love to see big businesses. I wouldn't consider them that, that big of a business because they're not publicly traded, but they're still an extremely large business, extremely successful. I love seeing them come out and say, you know what, we're, we're going to just close this location. I'm obviously due to pressure from the government, but they're they're willing to put their, not not so much their money where their mouth is, but they're willing to put what, they're, what they believe over what the government is forcing and mandating on, on to people. Instead of saying, well, we're going to have to check ID cards because we, we just have to check ID cards if you want to stay open in business. They're saying, no, we're not going to check ID cards. And if we're going to be forced to shut down, I guess we'll have to be forced to shut down because we don't want to enforce people's vaccination IDs in order to operate our business. I just, I love seeing that. Unfortunately, not everybody has that luxury to do that. Where a lot of small businesses kind of do what they have to do to get by in order to provide for their families. I mean, you can't really blame them when the government is literally a bunch of tyrants. So let's read. The Department of Public Health temporarily shuts down its Fisherman Wharf location on October 14th when the company did not have the customer uh, the customers prove that their vaccination that they vaccinated against COVID-19. In August, the city imposed an indoor vaccine mandate for businesses that said indoor uh, diners must show proof of vaccination. The location is the only San Francisco re- restaurant that's been closed for violating the mandate. The company is owned by whatever, and operates 358 locations across the Western United States. Um, The owner is devout Christian, uh, and Bible verses are often found at the bottom of the soda and the milkshake cups. In-N-Out Burger's chief legal business officer said, we refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. He called the requirements unreasonable, invasive, and unsafe. Uh, In-N-Out's response we um okay we've we refuse to become the vaccination police for any government we fiercely disagree with any government dictating that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patron patronize their businesses that's i think that's the key thing when the government dictates and forces people to discriminate i think that's the biggest that's that that's very important when the government's doing it it is unreasonable. Okay, uh, in a statement, Fox News has said, okay, I'm just like, re- this is an article just repeats all the quotes over and over again. The location has been reopened, but indoor dining is not currently available. So they, I guess they ended up did opening up indoor dining not available. I guess this was on October 14th. They closed it down and they reopened it with no indoor dining. Probably just going to be doing a lot of drive-through business. Uh, but I think this leaves, this leaves a lot of li- liberal... Californians in a very tough place because if they had to go without their in and out for in and out for a few days, the, the liberals will be in a very difficult dilemma because they love in and out. It's just the staple of California almost. Uh, we're just in and out. It's a staple of the West Coast. In and out. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's that good. I think it was good at first. I do like getting there. Um, when I'm on keto, I'll normally get a lettuce wrap burger there, and I actually like the lettuce wrap burgers. Uh, over the the regular burgers, in my opinion. Actually, their burgers are pretty good for the most part. Their fries are straight up cardboard, so I don't know what anyone's doing. And they cut those fries fresh, so I don't even know what they're doing over there that they taste like cardboard when you see them 
do the fries fresh and they throw them in the grill and they come out and it's just well this is just deep fried cardboard don't know what they're doing with the fries but hey i mean it's almost like it's an addicted taste too it's like when you're a kid and you eat toilet paper and you're like addicted to eating toilet paper that's basically in and out fries look the fundamental problem is under our immigration law it's the federal government that has the power to deport and and we've seen presidents that do a lousy job of that barack obama did a lousy job of it what we've never seen is a president like Joe Biden that just absolutely refuses to do it, just defies federal law whole scale. And, and you know, let's take a community like Del Rio. We've been talking about Del Rio a lot lately. I, I was at Del Rio in Del Rio just a couple of weeks ago. Del Rio is a small town. The, the population of Del Rio is about 35,000. In one day, there were over 15,000 illegal immigrants, mostly from Haiti, one day under the bridge there in Del Rio. That's nearly half That's the insane. population of the city. And, and I got to say, in response to my bill today, it's been fun seeing Democrats pull their hair out and, and, and explain why it's a terrible bill. You know, the governor of Rhode Island said, well, I, I can't say anything nice about this bill at all. All I can do is insult it. And, and, and I got to say, I, I responded to the governor. And I said, well, gosh, it seems to me you can only say one of two things. You can either say, sure, we'd love to see two million I illegal immigrants in Newport, Rhode Island, number one. Or number two, you could say, if that's a bad thing, gosh, maybe Joe Biden and Kamala Harris shouldn't be inflicting this massive surge on Texas and the rest of the country. You can't. See, that's the thing is, the Democrats, they want to surge illegal immigrants into Republican areas like Texas. That's what they want. They don't want the illegal immigrants to flood into their cities, into their states. This is, if, Democrats, if you want illegal immigrants to flood into this country, have them flood into your areas. Now, let's read to this. Demo uh, this, this is Ted Cruz introduces legislation to send illegal immigrants to Democrat-led communities and to places like Martha's Vineyards. So let's read. While introducing the legislation, Cruz said for the past 10 months, President Biden has, and his administration has willingly surrendered the United States' southern border to dangerous criminal cartels uh, with no thought given to the South Texas border communities in which are running low on resources dealing with the massive influx of immigration. That's why today I'm introducing this crucial legislation to alleviate the mass overload at the southern border by establishing new ports of entry in Democrat-led communities such as Vermont, where Bernie Sanders spends his summers, and Martha's Vineyards, where Democrat elites host their cocktail parties. Cruz noted that if D.C. Democrats had to endure even a fraction of the suffering that the families and the businesses of South Texas face, immigration laws would be enforced, and the wall will be built, and the Remain in Mexico policy will be re-implemented. Uh, the Stop the Surge Act, which establishes 13 new immigration processing centers in the country, uh, Illegal immigrants caught at the border patrol sectors in Texas would be transferred to one of the new centers. In the 13 centers, which include, and it's just a you know, bunch of places and a lot of, de you know, all Democrat places, Cruz has urged both sides of the aisle to stop ignoring the plight of the South Texas communities and act swiftly to end this horrific humanitarian crisis. He has also been a strong critic of the Biden administration's poor handling of the border crisis. This is just an amazing troll. This is probably going to go nowhere, but it's something I support, something I think everyone listening or watching this could supports as well, and it's something the Democrats should support. You want illegal immigrants to flood into this country by the millions? Okay. Let's bust them and ship them to your areas. I'm down to send them right to Canada. Let's bust them and ship them right to your areas. What, what, what's wrong with that? 
This 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 goes back to even what I was talking about earlier with the with the squad and AOC. Is they they want to force everybody else to play by the rules, but they don't want to play by those same exact rules. Same thing happens with the mask and the vaccines and the mandates. But hey, Democrats will be Democrats. We obviously see what's going on. So a California school district says that kids must eat lunch in the rain due to COVID. Wow. I mean, I, when, just when you think California schools hit a new low, they do something like this. Let's read. A California school district sent an email to parents telling them that their children will be forced to eat lunch outside in the rain due to the coronavirus restrictions. Rain is forecasted this week, which will prevent an added challenge to our lunch routines. The elementary school principal notified parents this week. Uh, students are required to eat outside at this time due to COVID restrictions. I am asking you to send your children to school in rain gear and warm jackets. What? what? The announcement resulted in an angry response from the many of the parents who took to the social media to express frustration with the statement from the principal. Which is, you know, it's insane that you can have an entire classroom of kids, but then you have to make them go eat outside. We all know this is the CDC guidelines. They said if you spend, I think it was like a couple hours or even just one hour, don't know the exact, in the room with someone and if they're all masked, it doesn't even matter. So not only do you kids need to be forced to be vaccinated to go to school, not only do they need to be forcefully wearing masks now, not only does the science say that if you're wearing masks in a closed room, it's virtually useless after a certain period of time. Despite all of that, your kids still need to go outside and eat in the rain because of COVID. None of this makes any sense. And the people making these rules at the, the local, local levels, even at the top, they utter be ashamed of themselves. Ashamed. Because if this, if this was any other different time in history, it, this wouldn't be happening because the penalty would be an angry mob hanging them in the streets and lynching them. That would be, the, the if this was 100 years ago, that would be the response. So it would never even happen. Nowadays, everyone's so comfortable. Everyone feels so safe in these positions of authority and power that they're just going to do whatever they want, regardless of the facts, regardless of the science, regardless of any anything. That's what they're going to do. These people are sick. They're sick. They're sick in the head. This is amplifies California's response with kids during the pandemic. Reopen California Schools founder told Fox News the inhumane treatment of children continues from masking all day, even outdoors, to sitting on the hot cement and now eating lunch in the rain. Republican California Senate legislators tweeted out, cruelty to children has been normalized in California. Found the negative re reactions from concerned Californians. And this is another thing. Another thing is, this is how selfish Democrats are. This is how selfish Democrats are. They're literally willing to sacrifice the livelihoods of young children their entire childhood, making them forcefully do stuff they don't want to do and that no, no kid should be doing in order to make themselves feel safe. I can tell you right now, from someone who's not even a parent, if I had the decision to put myself at a, an extra few percent greater risk, because that's basically what COVID is, in order for the children as a whole to be able to develop into, you know, regular adults because they're getting a normal childhood, I would totally take that risk on my life because I'm not a selfish person and I like to think about others. 
But that's the problem with the Democrats. They like to make you, th they, they want you to think that they care about others, but they really only care about themselves because at the end of the day, they're not actually making any sacrifices. They're not actually doing anything that would benefit anybody else. They're just trying to force you to do it and force everyone else to do it. Following the email, um, and principal sent parents a third email revising the course and acknowledged that some people were upset with the decisions and forced kids to eat in the rain. Some parents are very are very happy with our decision to have students eat outside while others are concerned. What? Any parent who is happy with their child eating outside in the rain needs to get social services, child services sent to their house and examined. And I'll, full stop. Full stop. Our, our campus is not ideal for eating outside due to the lack of solid walkway cover. In a collaboration with our district staff, we looked at all the other alternatives. If during lunchtime we have a heavy downpour of rain, it will be challenging to eat under the covered walkways. So they don't even have proper covered walkways. And this is the principle. Sick people. Rain is forecasted this week, which should prevent okay. During the heavy downpour, we will have a staggered, a staggered lunch with one grade at a time, level at a time in our MPR for 15 minutes and 10 doors open and two air purifiers running. After 15 minutes, students will be dismissed to their classrooms for inside recess. If you prefer that your child remains outside to eat, please inform your teachers and we'll make accommodations to support the request. They literally need to have, they literally have an entire, like, oh my god. This is this is insane. They have to leave all the doors open, have the hair, air purifiers running, all because the kids need to pull the mask down to put a sandwich in their goddamn mouth. These people, it should not be a hard task to run an elementary school, okay? You can put me right now and make me principal of an elementary school, and I can guarantee you I will be doing a far better job than any other principal in these radical left-wing districts. I can tell you that much. How these people, how do these people get these jobs? It is your obligation if you're a California parent. It is your obligation to, one, flee California as soon as you can. Two, if you're unable to flee California, make a stink and make sure your kids are protected. And I feel bad for the kids that have leftist parents. I feel bad for them because they're going to be really fucked up in the head. A parent of two in the... Davis Joint Unified School District, who wished to remain anonymous, told the Fox News that the first email she received was surprising but not shocking given the state of COVID fear in Davis itself. The father of two added that the children are forced to wear a mask outside during recess. Uh, despite data showing outdoor transmission of the virus is less than one is less than one percent of the CDC's own admission that schools are not a major coronavirus transmission source. Even when they're outside, they still gotta wear masks. How, where is the logic behind any of this? The school announcement resulted in an angry response from there. Okay, the other parents have spoken to thought it was ridiculous and overkill. The parents said about the announcement that students would be forced to eat lunch in the rain. Okay, I gotta calm down. I gotta calm down. That's pretty much about it. This is nuts. This is nuts. This is actually nuts. I'm, I, I'm, I am complete, I am out of words now. My kids stayed home yesterday for several reasons. California mother of three said to Fox News, we definitely support the movement to send a statement to the government officials uh, that they are overreaching and crushing our parental rights and encouraging on the rights of the educators and the staff with these mandates. Oh man, maybe we need to go back to old days, the old days. 
Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop this video a like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on. New videos on day. If you can listen to flips with the show, the Joey Saladino show, and all the podcast apps, if you can, uh, you know, go rate five stars in the Apple Podcast. Trying to, you know, get the rating up a little bit. Um, also, please support the show. Become a YouTube channel member, Facebook supporter, or even a Patreon member. The show's completely funded and supported by you guys. So if you go ahead and do that, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace out.